What's going on? It's your boy, Che Cole, and you're now tuned in to episode 184 of the Cold Therapy Podcast entitled Love is Blind Part 2. Let's get into it. super excited again to another episode so let's hop into it and the episode was so nice i gotta run it back twice love is blind part two uh, we'll talk a little bit more uh just to go a little bit deeper into what i mentioned in uh the previous episode just to kind of touch on some things that maybe i might have glanced over or skipped over and maybe didn't provide uh enough detail this was not planned and so um let's let's talk about it and you know, I, I read to you um, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7, verse 7, and again, this is the message version. It says, sometimes I wish everyone were single like me, a simpler life in many ways, but celibacy is not for everyone any more than marriage is. God gives the gift of single life to some, the gift of the married life to others. And I know when I read that, uh, a lot of times the singles are like, well, they ain't talking about me. Uh, <laughs> this is not a gift. I'm ready to be booed up. I'm ready to be bathed up, whatever. And I understand, I understand um, just how difficult it is, but I also want to encourage us as, as singles, as people who may have that desire not to idolize married life um, and because that's that's intentional because that's uh, important because oftentimes within christian culture uh, within culture in and of itself uh, we tend to idolize marriage and idolize really a wedding day and a fantasy that is implanted into us um, with cartoons, with Disney movies. It's always the princess who finds her prince charming. And we kind of grow up in this cycle of uh, just wanting to have that, right? And, and desiring that, uh, especially for the women out there, especially for the ladies out there. I understand how that can be uh, something that uh, you, you typically want, you typically desire. But um, as I said in the last episode, we have to be careful with with that and looking to other people's marriages or having those relationship goals, if you will, in other relationships that we see either on the gram or even within our personal uh, journeys and within our personal walks. Um, there may be some couples that you look up to, but even then, it's important to know that your relationship will be unique. The one that God gives you, are there things that you can glean from and learn from? Absolutely. I'm not saying don't take wise counsel. Don't take um, advice from other successful couples and those that you, even though successful couples have their issues is what I'm trying to say. And so we, we often put on pedestals those whose uh, relationships or those who, 
uh, walks in Christ even, we place them on pedestals without doing or understanding the totality of the relationship in and of itself. And I'm not saying you have to understand everyone's business. I'm saying you have to evaluate with a sober mind um, the relationships that you look up to, even mentors, even pastors, preachers, right? People that you look up to, role models, you have to guard your heart against those things because then that that is what breeds the idolization when you think that they're so great, they're this, they're that. And even to your future spouse, your future husband, your future wife, right? There are things that you can start to idolize about that person as you enter into those relationships. And so when I say singleness is a gift or the word says singleness is a gift, as it as Paul describes it, we understand he wasn't married. Right. And so he can speak to it from that perspective. And he talks about how, uh, you know, unless um, unless you just can't control the passions, then get married. And why does he say that? Because as when you are single, when you are single, you have the opportunity to devote more time to the Lord. You have more time to devote to the things of God. Right. And I know some of you might be like, well, we'll glorify God together. What it's saying is it's really highlighting the fact that in your personal journey, in your personal walk, there are certain things that your future husband, your future wife is going to require that takes time away from you. And so the importance of singleness being a gift is in this season, we should be developing uh, a deeper, a healthier relationship with God so that when this person comes, right, when that time comes, we they are uh, hopefully we encourage each other's pursuits of Christ. Right. We encourage each other's pursuit of what God has called them to do us to do. Right. We encourage each other in those things in the Lord to glorify God together. Right. But what it's saying is. A person who's single is not worried about what their husband, their wife, right? Where are you at? <laughs> Where are you going? All these different things. There are less issues to deal with as a single person. And so you have to look at it from that perspective and also um, acknowledge that there is work that you are doing on yourself internally, right? I know. It'll be great when they come. It'll be great. And I'm not saying that you aren't ready. What I am saying is to uh, use this time wisely, use this time to even travel, to have fun, to understand what it is that you like. What is it that you enjoy? Just you by yourself so that even when this person comes, you're not trying to explore and find you again. No, because I'm secure in who I am. I'm secure in the call that God has on my life. I'm secure in who he's made me to be. I understand what I like, what I dislike. I know places I like to go. I like I know my my favorite uh, vacation spots, my favorite destinations. I'm not waiting on some man or some woman to adventure and do these things with me. Right. I already have a sense of what it is that I like what it is that I dislike. I know how, when, when, if, and when I need space, I know how to do that. I know where I'm going so I can explain, I can express, hey, in this season or at this period of time, you know, I like to kind of 
chill by myself, read a book, right? I like to be by the water or whatever the case may be. So you understand yourself so that in understanding yourself, it actually helps others, right? Not just your romantic partners and, and those that you may be dating or interested in, but it helps them as well to be able to know what it is. You don't want to enter into a relationship and just trying to figure out who you are still, right? You want to be able to say, no, this is, this is who I am. This is, this is what I'm struggling with. This is how you can help me, right? Those things are important. And so the single season is a way for us to discover ourselves, to discover who God has called us to be. And I take it a step further. This is not Bible, but this is Che, right? I always try to make that distinction clear. But especially as a man, I'm talking to the brothers here, especially as a man of God, I personally don't believe that you should invite a woman into your space until you have some sense of an idea of where God is calling you or where it is that you desire, where it is that he is leading you towards to enter into a relationship without having a glimpse of that or having an understanding. Now, that is not to suggest that this young lady, this young woman of God comes into your life and she's able to help cultivate and speak into your life and speak to who you are called to be. And that pushes you and thrusts you on the trajectory at which God has you on. I'm not negating the impact of a woman there. But I'm saying as a man who is supposed to lead, who is supposed to provide, who is supposed to be the priest of the home, you need to have some sense of where God is calling you. You actually need to be in your word, in a relationship with God, because uh, not only does it make you more attractive, fellas, I'm, I'm trying to help you there uh, to the women of God. And that's not the uh, only reason. That's not the most important reason. But as you are led by Christ, he will actually show you who who is equipped to handle where you're going, who is equipped to be there, who is suitable for him. Right. When uh, God made Eve for Adam, he said, I will make a helpmate suitable for him. I know y'all know that uh, he that finds a wife finds favor and obtains a good thing. I did a podcast uh, a couple years ago where I encouraged the ladies to say, my name is favor because when I walk into your life, when I come into my husband's life, he obtains favor. My, my name is favor. I need some women to go ahead and type in the chat. My name is favor. My name is favor. Type into the comments. My name is favor. Right. Because you have to understand. Uh, let's switch gears to the ladies. You have to understand the value that you bring. <laughs> right. And I, I get you know, I get the the comments. You know, what do you bring to the table? I am the table. No, no. What do you actually bring to the table? That's it's OK. You're fine. You you fine as wine, girl. You fine. You bad. You all of that. But are you filled? Right. Can you pray? Can you speak? Will you speak into my life? Will you speak into the man of God's life to help him see not just some uh, cliche things, not just will you speak to the king in him when he's still in the field? Will you speak to that man? Right. Especially when the world tends to beat up men and uh, it, it, there's a lot of pressure on the man. Right. Not saying that there isn't pressure on you women as well 
But as men, uh, if you want him to be vulnerable, are you going to provide a safe space for him? This episode is going down a totally different way than I thought. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But are you going to provide a safe space for him? Because if uh, if you want the man, if you want a man to be vulnerable with you, are you providing a safe space for him? Or are you going to throw in his face what it is that he shared and was vulnerable enough to share with you? Right. What makes you any different? Right. So um, let's let's get back on track here. Um, and so then we read that first uh, Corinthians seven, verse 17. Right. Where. Um, in the message version, it says, God, not your marital status defines your life. God, not your marital status defines your life. And that is something that you have to um, ingrain into your spirit, into your mind, into your heart to know that God, not your marital status defines your life. And so many may be waiting on Bay to pull up, you waiting on your man, you may not waiting on your woman to do certain things. No. Be all that God has called you to be in the season that you are in. Stop waiting. Stop uh, making excuses for what it is that you uh, where God is calling you. Perhaps it's when you take the step to be who God has called you to be that he introduces you to someone who's available, who's equally yoked. We're going to touch on that in a second. Who's uh, pursuing Christ at the same pace as you. But because you're waiting like, well, I don't want to get too far down the road because, you know, these men are trip or he's not going to be able to handle my call. He's not going to be able to do this or she's not going to be able to do that. She's not going to be able to go. No, you start walking in the path that God has placed you on. You start walking in in the fullness of God that he has for your life and allow that person who's equally yoked to find you. Right. And so let's talk about equally yoked really quick, because we know that second Corinthians six verse 14 says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness. I think the issue is a lot of times, uh, particularly, it happens on in, in both. I hate to make generalizations, but particularly women make compromises because of many factors. Uh, it could be loneliness. It could be, you know, this this clock issue. Right. With uh, bearing children and those things. Right. And you get impatient uh, and the first man or uh, the one that shows up to church and looks pretty decent uh, is interested in you. And you start to uh, make some concessions uh, on your convictions. And so I want to encourage you that uh, there is somebody you have to like. OK, so I touched on it a little bit, but in the last week's episode, but you have to be so secure in the God that you serve to know that he will not leave me nor forsake me. And if my desire is to be married, my desire is to uh, raise a kingdom family. My desire is to have a husband one day, to have a wife one day. I have to know that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So stop making concessions. Stop um 
diluting who you are. Stop uh, compromising on things. Are there things that you will have to compromise in a relationship? Of course. But stop compromising on things. What are your non-negotiables? What is a deal breaker for you? you are, are you okay with someone who's, who just shows up to church but doesn't have a relationship with God? Because a, a man in church, a woman in church is different from a man or woman of God? Are you okay with those things? What are your non-negotiables? Do they have to have a degree? Do they have to be six foot? Do they have to be, you know, all the superficial stuff, right? But what are the true non-negotiables? What is important to you? And what is important to you matters. What aren't you willing to compromise? You have to define those things. Let me look at some of my notes here from the Millennial Give Light Conference as I explain these things because um, some of this is already in there. And um, I just want to highlight it again. Because so what? What are those things that you aren't willing to compromise on? It may be uh, he don't communicate well. <laughs> she don't communicate well. She don't text back, right? Um, it's showing inconsistency. It's showing uh, the, the pattern is proving that you aren't compatible, okay? Uh, the, these things matter. Um, is, there, are, is there something uh, about them, right? And so let me talk about some things that you should look for in terms of uh, their walk, in terms of who they are and, and what, should, what is important. Uh, we can't negate attractiveness and that attractiveness is to you, uh, to you and you alone. Uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? The saying is. Um, and so you have to understand what is attractive to you. Right. Understand what you like. And, and, and for men, especially uh, who are more uh, sent or, or more uh, focused on the outward appearance, um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, liking what you like. But understand that there are some some internal things that have to be important, too. Right. Um, there are. Uh, do they display the fruit of the spirit? Are they patient? Are they kind? Are they long suffering? Right. Do they display those things? Those things should take priority. Those things should take precedent. Do they have a relationship with God or do they just show up to church? And if you're the person listening to this right now that you say, well, I'm the person that just shows up to church. So how how do I how do I know if I'm unequally yoked? How do I not be a stumbling block? Um, and it's not just about church attendance. So let me uh, get the works based mindset out of that. But. It's about developing that personal relationship, spending that personal time with the Lord and wanting to grow and develop uh, in in God. Right. And so when I talk about being unequally yoked, I want to provide a, a somewhat of a definition of what I what that means to me uh, to be equally yoked is to suggest that there is equal pursuit of Christ, equal pursuit of Christ, right? There's an equal pursuit of Christ between both parties. And so uh, it, it, you may not, it's hard to define it in levels, right? Or maturity. Um, there may be certain things because there may be certain things with where you are now, there may be some areas where you're a little more mature in than your potential um, partner, the person you're dating, 
right? You may have more of an understanding of God as Father. They may have more of an understanding of the Holy Spirit. They may have, uh, and y'all may be equal on the divinity of Christ and have a revelation of Christ, right? There may be certain things where they understand more of the gifts of the Spirit and you understand salvation or, or something. I'm just throwing out examples. So equally yoked means uh, I have a pursuit, I have a desire that is uh, both equal and healthy for this relationship to be conducive to where we're going, okay? Uh, the next thing I want to look at is there has to be compatibility and connectivity. Are y'all compatible? Do y'all, can y'all hold a conversation with each other, right? Um, there, a lot of times I get asked this or used to get asked this a lot um, is what do men want or what is it? Uh, how do I uh, know what a man likes or, or whatever? And my response is always ask him. <laughs> because every man is different every woman is different there are women who don't like flowers there are men who don't play video games and don't like sports so you have to understand what is it about this person that you're interested in what is it is there compatibility is there connectivity can y'all talk about subjects that are important to both of you maybe uh you you aren't as interested in the subject but you can you're intrigued enough by it to carry a conversation Right. This does not just mean the same TV shows and shows that y'all watch together. Right. But having someone who uh, I like to say it like this, who uh, can turn you on mentally just through conversation. Right. You're intrigued by the conversation. You it's not it's not just about the physical appearance. It's about mentally. Are we compatible? Right. If he wants to talk about, I don't know. Um, I'm an IT guy, so let's talk about if he wants to talk about computers, it's not that you have to know everything. But are you intrigued enough to to listen to him talk about how uh, AI is changing the game? Right. And how AI is changing the world. Are y'all are y'all compatible enough to have conversations about uh, different things and, and are intrigued by similar things? Right. Um, and so let me speak to this really quick. And, and I really want to talk to the men on this one uh and, but it goes both ways again I, I don't like making generalizations but men please make your intentions clear make your intentions clear stop playing with these women stop playing with these women of God who are serious and desire a relationship if you are not ready to pursue her purely wholly and commit to her leave her alone Stop playing games. Be intentional. If you're not ready for a relationship, make it clear, right? Make it clear that I just want to kick it. I just want to be friends. Make that clear, right? Same thing for you ladies. If you aren't looking for anything serious and a man asks you on a date or whatever, make it known that, hey, I'm not looking for anything serious right now. Uh, if you still want to go, that's cool. If you don't, I understand. Whatever the case may be. But may, let it be known. Stop playing games with people. Stop leaving people on red because you're not interested. Stop ghosting people because you're not interested. Right? This is a very practical episode. I'm sorry. Right? Uh, but be realistic. Be true with what it is that you desire. Be straight up. Be honest. Be open. Say, hey, this is where I'm at. 
this is what it is, right? Um, I think it's important that uh, you also, as you're dating, as you're entertaining the thought of being in a relationship, that you discuss each other's past. Yeah, discuss each other's past. Because there may be some things that you may not be okay with your potential partner having experience. I'm going to just leave it at that. And you can imagine, you can think of some of the things. Uh, and that is, it's okay, right? The person, and if you're a person with an extreme past, do not worry. The person that God has for you will look beyond your faults. He will wash you with the washing of the word, ladies, right? She will love you even if you have a child, even if you have uh, done some things that you aren't happy with as long as the pattern is changed, right? And you're open, you're honest, and the pattern that you show and, and the consistency that you show, you may have a history of cheating, right? But you show that you're committed to her. Be open, be honest about those things. Um, like I said earlier, discuss what you're working on. Be honest about, hey, I'm not perfect. These have been some some issues. Now, this may these conversations may take place further along in the development of the journey. But understand, hey, this is this is where I'm at. I I, I don't I, I had some anger issues in the past and I'm working on that or I, I've had trouble opening up to people and I'm trying to be more vulnerable. Right. So be open, be honest about what you're working on. And and I think that those things make your relationships will be uh, beneficial in your future relationships. Men, it's okay to be vulnerable, right? The right woman, hear me, the right woman will provide a safe space for you to be able to open up, to be able to share. You don't have to carry everything on your shoulders. You don't have to internalize everything and then blow up when you can't handle anymore. The right woman will help steward your emotions, your vulnerability, right? Ladies, the right man will be able to communicate all the, he'll, he'll be able to speak to those insecurities and help you feel confident in who God has caused you to be. He'll see you for who you are. He'll speak life into you. He'll nurture you. He'll, he'll wash you with the washing of the word. Don't compromise. Don't settle. If there's anything you get out of this episode, don't settle. God has someone for you if that is your desire. He has someone uniquely crafted, uniquely designed to handle you. Suitable for you. Right. I know this episode took so many different twists and turns. I honestly didn't know where it was going to go. I knew there were some points I wanted to hit on. I probably didn't even hit on all of them when I look at my notes. But um, that's going to do it for this episode, because when I talk relationships, these have been the longest two episodes I've done uh, by myself in a minute. Uh, so obviously there's a grace on my life to talk to singles, to talk to uh, talk about relationships and dating. And so I want to encourage you that wherever you are, right, no matter what it is that you're experiencing, that you know that God is with you, right? Trust that God. Trust him enough to know 
that what he has for you is for you and his timing is perfect. So that's going to do it for this episode. As always, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to it on. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the social media sites at Cold Therapy. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, right? Ladies, go ahead and comment. My name is Favor. Men, don't be shooting your shot unless, you know, I, I'm a, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, I am your host, Che Cole. And until next time, don't forget to, uh, I almost forgot about this, new Bible plan just dropped on the YouVersion Bible app. Y'all, I'm super excited. I'm super grateful to the Lord for what he's doing. Identity, value, purpose, Bible plan on the YouVersion Bible app. It's only five days. I try to keep it, keep it relatively short so you'll actually read it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so make sure you support that as well. Uh, and thank you all for everyone who tunes in, who watches, who likes, who comments on whatever posts or supports anything that Shea Cole does through Cold Therapy. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Shea Cole. And until next time, 